0: Right. Good evening. We are ready to get started. Um, sorry for interrupting you. <laughs> we are ready to get started. Daf uh, Mem and we're going to start on the bottom of Mem Daladam base, five or six lines from the bottom, that begins with Amar Le Rav Acha Bereda Rav Avia. Before we do, I shared this with Hirsch earlier. I, I saw a, uh, a one of my good friends, uh, Rabbi Akiva Block, who I spent many, many, many dozens of Shabbos with when I was in college. Uh, his father's a rabbi in New York. So he noted the other day that we reached uh, the one-year uh, anniversary of our beginning of Daf Yomi, and it was kind of interesting. Uh, noted Akiva that that Daf speaks all about Tam Ki Iker, because learning dafyomi Yomi is pretty much Tam Ki You get a Tam of the Iker, you get a flavor of it, and you, we were just talking about this Mei She'ach before we started, not intentionally before. Uh, we started recording here, but um, it is absolutely true. Dafyomi is intense and it's fast and and we do learn a lot. We do retain a lot, but it's still a ta'am kicker. It's just a flavor, but we should look back at our accomplishments over the last 365 days. Um, it's tremendous. We, we're in our fourth Masechda now, uh, which is remarkable. We finished Brachos and, and Shabbos and Erevin, and we're um, almost halfway through Maseches psachin and Brach Hashem. Uh, Michael, we've done over 10% of Shas, significantly more, probably 15, 16, whatever it is. It's a lot. We've done a lot of Shas, and we should uh, continue to learn together until we are done. It says the Gemara, Memdaladam and uh right near the bottom. He says the following insight from the Shita of the Rabbanon, Nishma the Rebbe Akiva. We should be able to understand something about Rebbe Akiva. What does this cryptic line mean? Says the Gemara as follows. Milo Amri Rabbanan Mishras Litain Tam Didn't we learn? Didn't didn't the Rabbis teach us that the word Mishras, a word that is a local word within the world of, uh, within the world of Nazir? Didn't we learn from there a rule that applies the Cholat Torakula, which is Tam Ki iker? Well, we learn from the narrow to the grand. We learn from Nazir to Kola So then, I don't understand. We should have had the same type of limut from the narrow to the grand with Rabbi Akiva, but we didn't. What did we have from him? We should have had the Rabbi Akiva Nami. mishras And we should have said that, yes, you're right. We learned by nazir that heter is iser, that a nazir can violate the iser more quickly by including heter items. Yeah, why didn't he also say Mikana torakula? Why is it that when the Rabbanan used the word Mishras to teach us tam Iker, they used it as a Binyanav to extrapolate from naziris to kola torakula? But when Rabbi Akiva looks at the word Mishras to teach you that there is a, a mitzvari of heter l'Isr, he doesn't expand it to Kola Torakula. That's the Gemara's question. And the Gemara answers, Amar as we turn to the top of Memheim and Aleph, Mishum, Rabbi Kiva has a very good reason. You're right. In general, the rule is that if you have a halacha that exists in only one space, then you can learn from there and flower out to other areas. That's fine. However, and this idea we've seen at least twice before since we started Shas in the last year, says the Gemara, Amar leh, Mishum, to have a nazir vichatas, we have a principle, it's a logical principle to a degree, um, and the rule is as follows. If you have two separate mitzvot in the Torah, two separate ideas that are referenced in Sukkim in the Torah, so then HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us an insight, his insight into two mitzvot. It's true over here, and it's true over here. So the halacha is that because we have the, these same ideas taught in two places, it's obvious that they're only meant to be in those two places. If there was something only taught in one area, then I agree with you. Then we can expand that idea from the, from the narrow to the grand, no problem at all. But says Rabbi Akiva, you're right. We should do that with my understanding of Mishras, but we can't. Why not? Because the idea of uh, whether or not hetar is mitzaref to iser is not found in only one area. It's not found in only the area of nazir. It's also found in the area of chata, says the Gemara as follows. Nazir hode amra. That's our soya. That's the way that, uh, that Rabbi Akiva explained the word nazir, explained the word mishras by nazir, to teach us that hetter is mitzaref to iser, that when you eat, for example, bread with wine, the, the bread functions as part of the iser, of the wine, hode amra. Chata smaihi. What's the Mari Makum by chatas, where we see that heter is mitzdariv to isar, the tanya, the bryaster writes, a few lines down, memhei, amir ala, yeah, uh, the tanya, the bryaster writes, kol ashir yagabib sara yikdash, the halacha is that any meat, any chulen meat, any shlomen meat that touches a korban chatas, the halacha is that it is uh, going to be tamay, or it's going to be, it's going to have the same status, I should say, as the chatas. Yahal fidu alo Maybe we should say that if the chatas meat touches chulen meat, they just casually touch, right, the the piece of meat, they're laid one next to the other and they touch. Maybe we should assume that that type of connection is enough to give the status of the khatas meat over to the chulen meat, says the Gemara. It has to be cooked together in a way that there are blios, where the chulen meat absorbs a little bit of the khatas. And then, and here's our point once the chattas meat gives over some of its blios to the chulen, then the halacha is yikdash, lios kamoa then the halacha is that the hula meat then becomes like the chattas meat. Whatever the rules are by chattas, they then apply to this meat that has a new absorption from the chattas. And also, And if in fact that meat, the hula meat, is kasher to eat because the chattas meat is kasher to eat, then the way the chulen meat needs to be eaten is with the same guidelines as a chattas. So what's the problem? This is the end of the Gemara's uh, answer. We said... Why doesn't Rabbi Akiva do what the Rabbanan do? The Rabbanan took the word Mishras. They said it applies by Nazir. They learned that the word Mishras was Tam Kaker and we applied it widely. Why doesn't Rebbe Akiva take his shot in the word mishras, which means that we're mitzarev to iser by Nazir? Why don't we apply it widely? Rebbe Akiva says we should, but we can't, because this halacha of heter that's mitzarev to is not only taught in one place. It's taught in two places. And dvarim, the gemara the, 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 says, uh, you're not allowed to extrapolate from one place to kola to when that halacha is taught in two places. Okay, very, very clear answer. Very good answer. Good. So says the gemara, uh, asks the Gemara as follows, Virabonon. but wait a minute, the Rabbanon have the same problem. You should have the same exact problem. Well, it's probably was here right, that we shown him here right, that one of the concerns that we have here is that the way that the the way that the Chachamim looked at Mishras and looked at chattas was with the same lens. So in other words, Tom Kaker by both. Think about both cases. The case of Mishras, Tom Iker. You're drinking a liquid that barely has any grape molecules in it, but it tastes like grape, Mishras, Tom Iker. Same is true here by the Khatas. They assume that the Bryce on the top of the page is also talking about Tom Iker. So the Gemara says back to them, wait a minute. Even the rabbanan who hold that Mishras, who hold that Mishras is the Isra of Tom Iker, and you want to now teach it to the whole world, you have the same problem that Rabbi Akiva has, which is that it's Shneik Suvanabain Keachad, that we have Tom Iker taught, by Nazir, and we have Tom Tov Tobekatas. So he answers the Gemara. Amrihan, who mitzrach triche. No, they're not teaching the same thing. Each of them teach various dinim. And therefore it's not, it's not Snake Kechad. And therefore the Rabbanan are still able to teach Tom Kiker from Nazir to Kola to Kula. Rabbi Akiva might. What you're going to say that they're needed. Well, let's see how Rabbi Akiva would say that these two Marimekomos um, are in fact the same. Bishlama, he, he he does agree. He would he would give in to the following Bishlama, Ikasa had the Torah only taught Heter mit Stare by the world of Khatas, ar Nazir Mina. We would not have been able to learn from a khatas to the world of Naziris. That we're not able to do because the chulin mikacham logamrina. You can't learn nazir, which is a category of chulin, from the camp of khatchib. That's for sure not. Ella, had it been the other way, and this is where Rabbi Akiva really proves his point. Nazir What we could have done is the Torah could have only written the idea of hetar by the world of Nazir, the word mishras, and we did not need the psukim that we had on the top of this page in the world of chatas. And I could have learned out the halacha and applied it to the world of chatas. I could have taken Rabbi Akiva's idea, applied it throughout Shas to say, is and, I, and then I would have ended up with the same halacha. So then kol isur and shabbat Torah, kagam nazir, we could have learned it that way. So that's why Rabbi Akiva says that it can't be that uh, we are able to extract from Mishras to everywhere else because it is in fact, ke'echad. because by virtue of the fact that I could have taught it only by Nazir and learned it everywhere else, but then we see the same idea repeated by chatas Beautiful. That's how the Gemara. That's how the Gemara explains the sheet of Rabbi Akiva. The Rabbanon, How do the Rabbanon understand? Remember, they have the same concerns. The Rabbanon, What do you mean when you say that Mitzrach trichi Amar Lach. They'd say Mitzrach Chatas They would say the same thing that Rabbi Akiva said. That we we need the, the world of Chatas because. Uh, that we would need Mitra Triche Khatas, laheter mit Starfle is server and mikachem lokamar. You could not have learned nazir from khatas and umishras litain tam ki So they would have said that would, it was to teach two separate things, and therefore they hold its nashnik sugna bain ki and therefore you are able to extract and extrapolate the idea of tam ki and apply it across the boards. Mikana tadon the khala The Rebbe akiva, going back and forth. Rabbi Akibatar, vayhu Heter Mit tariflezer no, both Mari Makomos, both by uh, Mishras and by Chatas, they're both talking about the same thing, which is heter mit tariflezer vayhu period. So the Gemara asked, and uh, through a variety of, of, of answers, the Gemara proves itself to say as follows. The Gemara started out by asking, this is a summary of the last half in Amud. The Gemara started out with a question. If the rabbis were able to take their principle of Tom Kikr from the word Mishras and apply it throughout the whole Torah, then why is it, Rabbi Akiva, that when you learn from the word Mishras to say, hey, Hetar is mitzvahif why don't we apply it across the boards? So the short, uh, concise answer of the Gemara is because the Torah taught the idea of to be started twice. It taught it once by Nazir, once by Khatas. that is Shnei Ksuban Abaynke Echad, HaKadosh Baruch Hu taught us the same din twice, once by Nazir, once by Khatas. and therefore, because it's taught in two places, we therefore cannot extrapolate from those two places to anywhere else. And that's why, if you were to look back on the bottom of Mem Gimel Amud Bez, we started out by reading Rabbi Yochanan, who says that when it comes to Koli Sur and Shabbat Torah, we said Ain heter misarif leisor, except for Nazir, and that fits perfectly with Rabbi Akiva through and through. Asks the Gemara halfway down Mem Hayam Says the Gemara Amar Le Rav Amar Le Ravashi the Rav Kahana Elah tanya the Brayer writes Mikol Semi Gefen Hayai Hayayin Michartsan and VeAdzav. The pasuk tells us that a a a Nazir who eats any part of a grape. It, in combination, any part of the grape, the halacha is that they're going to be chayev. al We have a pasuk in the Torah, the b'raisa says. It's a b'raisa. It says, mi and va'adzag. And what's the drasha? The drasha is that if, uh, if I'm a nazir and I were to eat part of this and part of that, all parts of grapes, the halacha is that they're if Half of a kezayah is here, a half of a kezayah there. You're going to be considered chayev as a nazir. So it says the Gemara, that poses a question to Rabbi Akiva. If it's a, a clear brisa that stipulates that you are mitzdarif iser and iser, then I don't understand. Hashal Rabbi Akiva, iser veheiter mitzdarifin, iser veisr miboya. If Rabbi Akiva is saying that the word mishras teaches me that iser viheter, that that which is mutter and that which is not mutter are mitzdarif for a nazir, then obviously iser veisr would be mitzdarif. Akasha like and Rabbi Akiva. Your whole drush of the word mishras was to make sure that we knew that heter is mitzarev to But if the word mishras was there to teach that, then why does the Pasuk say mechartzan and v'adzog? That should be obvious. If heter is mitzarev to iser, then of course iser is mitzarev to iser. So answers the Gemara, omar leh, last line or two before the Mishnah, omar leh, no, Rabbi Akiva was teaching iser veheter bevas achas. Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva was saying, no, what do we need the word mishras for? We need the word Mishras, by the word Nazir, to teach me that Isser and Heter conjoin, specifically when they're being eaten together. And what does the Brisa mean when it says that Isser v'Isser combined? That's Isser v'Isser b'zachar zev. That's when you eat them sequentially. So what the Brisa is saying is like this. Let's say that I ate a, uh, that a, that a Nazir ate a half of a kazayas of harzanim and a half of a kazayas of zog, uh, the, the inner part of the seeds and the outer part of the seeds. So if you eat them not at the same time, that they're but according to Rabbi Akiva, if you are having a meal and you drink wine as a Nazir, half of the volume of the Iser, and you supplement the remaining shear with bread, because they're Rabbi Akiva would say that's not true. Namely, specifically, Rabbi Akiva is saying that when we say that Iser and hetar are Mitzarif by a Nazir, that's only when you're eating them but not when they're eaten separately. And therefore Rabbi Akiva's shita stands. This new Mishnah in the middle, a little bit below the midway point on Mem Midalef, this new Mishnah teaches us an idea, um, one that we have seen in our non-chametz knives, where you get a bunch of nasty stuff stuck between the blade and the handle. Uh, certainly true in older knives. There are some new knives now that are made out of one mold, so that there are no cracks and crevices. So the Mishnah is dealing with, what about those things that you cannot get out of the knife? You have some chametz that's absorbed. Is it a shear? Is it not a shear? Where is it in the pot? We'll see shortly, and the Mishnah is going to detail that. Uh, so this is a, a, a new suya altogether. Let's continue with the new Mishnah, or Hashem Memhem, and Aleph, a little bit more than halfway down. Batzeik, you have some dough. shebesidkei areva. They are in the cracks of a pot. They're, they're kind of caked in, they're stuck. If the volume of uh, of chamet, of dough that's absorbed in the pot is a kezayis or greater, the halacha is chayv levayir, You have to burn it out. That's not that's not allowed. It says vi'im lo, but the language should be vi'im lav. That's the correction. The oskatan aleph vi'im lav batel bimiuto. Vi'im lav. What if it's less than a kezayis of the dough that's stuck in the cracks of this of this areva of this pot? Then the halacha is it's batel b'miyuto. Fine. It's also true in regards to tumah. Let's say that an item item becomes tameh, and you want to take it to the mikvah. love. If you wish that it wasn't there, so then the halacha is choteit. So that's considered a chatzitza, and then you'd have to remove it in order to take it to the mikvah to be But if you're okay with it being there, Then it's considered to be part of the areva. There is a din that's extracted from this mishnah which has to do with Tvilas kalim and that is that if you take something to the Tvilas kalim you take it to the kalim mikvah to be to tovel a so the din is like this there are stickers all over it i remember there are some stickers they like make them with super glue they're like impossible to get off you need like a razor blade to remove them so let's say that you don't care let's say it's on the bottom you don't care if it's there if the only reason you're taking it off is to take it to the mikvah you don't have to take it off you don't mind that it's there is this, it's that it's part of the pot. But if it's a sticker that you will take off and you just happen to have forgotten to take it off, then your Tzvilas Veskelem was not kosher because the water couldn't get there. So that's a din that's extracted from this Mishnah, that if you care about what is separating the water from the pot, that is a problem and that's considered a chatzitza. But if you don't mind that it's there, there are some applications in Hilchos Nida as well. Let's say a woman has, um, has nail polish on. And, uh, you know, she wishes that it was removed. So then that's a big problem And the mikvahs. It could be ma'ake midr maybe even mitra, yeah, only mitra Um, But if she really doesn't care if it's there one way or the other, then it's less of a problem. Okay, uh, to, be, to be continued when we get back to Hilcho's nida in uh, six years. Uh, opens the Gemara with the following. We have a comment from Rabbi huda Shmua. I'm just going to give you some framing because it will help to, for the Gemara's flow. We have a comment from Rabbi Yehuda We don't know if it was on the first part of our Mishnah, which says, I'm yesh leva'er, or if it's on the second part of the Mishnah that says, batzal we don't know where it was said. We're not sure. So we're going to analyze both angles. The problem is that the implications of each of those approaches are different. And because of that, we have two Braises that contradict one another, and that causes a problem too. So let's get started. Here's the first understanding of how Rabbi Yehuda understood our Mishnah when it said in the ratio of our Mishnah that if there's a kazais in one spot you have to do B or when is that true that's only in a place where the kazas of dough that is there is in a place where it's not actually upholding the whole pot it's a it's in a part of the wall which isn't essential to the uh to the integrity of the pot Aval bem machom sha suin But if it's in a place which is a suin then chazeik, then eyuchaible. But if it's if it's in a place that's fundamental to it, then einu chaible, you don't have to do the beer there. It's okay, you can leave it. Says the Gamar, Michal, what does this imply? This is the implication of version one of Rabbi Hudamar of Ammar Shmuel. Michlaal, the pachos mi khzayas, b'makom sheein sha'in asui l kazayk, einuchail, less than a kizaias. Even if it's in a place where it's not essential to the integrity of the Kli, no need for beer. That's version number one. Let's see version number two. We're about 10, 12 lines from the bottom. Some, there are those who, who are demasne la, they learn the statement of Yehuda Huda Shmuel on the end of the Brysa. Well, it's not really the end, it's the second line of the Brysa that says, Vim Lab, Batel Bimiyuto. So if not, if it was not a kezayis, then it's batel. And maybe on this is where Rabbi Yehud Amar, Amar Shmuel said his din. Amar Rabbi Yehud Amar Shmuel, when do we say that it's if it's less than a kezayis, then it's batel b'meyut? So that's al-bamakom ha'asui l'chazeik. That's only true that we say... That it's not batel if it's in a place that's asui uh, in a place that's asui That's in a place where it's essential to the integrity of the of the vessel. But in a place where it's not asui lechazek, if the dough has caked into a hole on a in a in a in a pot. That is not essential to the integrity, Chayav levayr. And what do we imply from there? Michlal, de kezayis, afilu b'makom That under all circumstances, a kezayis will never be acceptable. So here's the biggest difference between these two approaches. In version number one of Rebbe Huda Mar-Shmuel, there are times when a kezayis of chametz does not need bior. In version number two of Rebbe Huda Mar-Shmuel, there's no such thing as a kezayis of chametz not needing bior. So the first one is more lenient. The second one is more strict. And then says the Gemara, shockingly, because remember, these are two ways to understand Rebihuda Shmuel. But for some reason, says the Gemara, Tanya Kalishna Kama, Tanya Kalishna Basra. We actually have a brysa to support both versions of Rebihudha Marshmuel. But what would you have thought? You would have thought, like, okay, we just don't remember where to apply the statement of Rebhuda Shmuel in our mission. Is it on the race or on the same? We don't, we don't know. Yet here. There are actually braisas that support each version, which is very strange. And the Gemara is going to be bothered by that on the top of the element. But before we get there, let's learn the braisas that support version 1 and version 2. Tanya, Kalishna kama, Tanya, Kelish Six lines from the bottom of the page. Tanya, Kalishna kama. We have a brisa that supports the first version, our first understanding of Rabbi Yehudah which says as follows, You have dough that's caked into cracks in a particular vessel. If it, the location is a place that is integral to the integrity of the vessel, no problem at all, it's not a chatzitzah, and you haven't violated the halachos of Pesach. If it's in a place that isn't integral to the integrity of the vessel, so then over. that is a chatzitzah as it relates to Tvilas kalim and to Tumah. The over, you also will have violated the Halachos of Pesach. says the Gemara, three lines from the bottom. When is that true? That's only true, the over. If it's less than a kezayis, no matter where the batsekah is caked onto the pot, no matter which crack in the pot it's in, it doesn't make a difference. Halach is that it's not a chasitza and you have not violated anything. And that supports Shita number one. Let's see the support for Shita number two. The Tanya Kalishna Basra, there is a Brysa that supports the second version of Review Hudim or Shmuel, which was connected to the second part of our Mishnah, which said the Imlav where our Mishnah said batal then now maybe we have a b'risa to support that second approach. How so? Last line, aleph, areva. if there is a pot that has cracks in it and it's filled with dough, if the location of the dough is in a place which is in, essential to the integrity of the vessel, Turning to the top of Mem Hamidbeis, ain ochoteitzvein over, no problem. B'makom she'ain asui lechazek. If it's in a place on the vessel, on the vessel where it is not essential that it be there, ochoteitzvein over, that would be problematic. Bamedvar mamurim b'pachos mikazayis. Aval, and here's a, a, one of the key lines for us to understand today. Aval b'kazayis afilu b'makom me'asui lechazek ochoteitzvein over. According to this second version, there is no opportunity for us to have a kazayis and to to let it be. According to version number one, yes. Version number two, no. So we have two brysas that seem to contradict one another in their implications. And this, says the Gemara, is a big problem. It's not like we have two Amorim who are arguing and we found brysas to support them. These two brysas are two versions of the same Amora, but they conflict with one another. So it says the Gemara, kashen ahadadeh. Again, it's not regular to just say two different and two different prices. These are both two versions of the same person. How can there be two? So one of them has to be wrong because the only amor that they're working, we don't see a machlokest tanoim here, or do we? Let's see what the three answers are to this question. Here's answer number one to our question. Now, these two prices conflict with one another. One of these prices implies that we're never allowed to have caked in dough in a vessel that's a kezayis or larger ever. But according to the first price, yes, we are. To so answer number one to this contradiction in turns, Kashana Hadade, these two brisas, they conflict with one another. Amar Ravhuna, Same Mikamechamirsa. Mikame We should erase the first Braisa in front, the, the, the kilsa, the more light brisa, the more lenient brisa against the more strict braisa. Erase the first brisa. The first brisa was too lenient. The first brisa indicated that you're allowed to have a kizisa of chametz. That's crazy town. Why, why would you be allowed to have a kiz of chametz? That's a lot of chametz. You're you're already in the camp of Isuri Daraisa by Rabbi Masih. We're never going to let that happen. So it says the Gemara, these are both within Rabbi Yehuda. One of these brises is a mistake. The first one, the lenient one, doesn't make any sense. Just erase it. And really what that would mean is that the second version of Rabbi Yehuda is accurate. That's what it would imply. So says the Gemara, that's answer number one. In the name of Rabbi Huna, that we should erase the first Brisa because it's got to be wrong. Answer number two says the Gemara, Rabbi Yosef Amar, Tanoi Shakalt Alma. What you think that these things were created by random people by, ta, by Tanaim Stam that someone just wrote a typo? No, no. These are real shitas Tanaim. It's a Tanaim. These two brysas, which have um, opposite implications about a kizais of chametz that's caked into a crack in a pot, these two shitas are actually reflected in the Tanaim, and that's why we, and and that's why we had a hard time understanding your vidum Shmuel because we looked at these brysas, we're like, well, I could have I could have seen Shmuel within the lens of the first brysa if he would have been on the resha, and I could understand if Yudemar Shmuel, had he been in the second part of the Brisa because that's the second Brisa. I, I, it, it makes sense to me. I could see both ways. Tanoi, he says in Gemara six, seven lines down. If there's bread that was starting to mold, so you do need to burn it. What they used to do, I don't know the science here, but what they used to do is they used to take the crumbs of molding bread and they would weave it into new bread and it would somehow improve the cooking process. That's what the Gemara says here. From the word chamet, ayin and, tzadi. and it would help to make the, make, make the bread nicer. kama It could help to make more bread. So the Tanakhama here in the Bryce of Hell, that one would be obligated to burn such Chametz. Last of the short lines, maybe. I don't know. Where would this be true? Is it? Baruch Hashem. Where would Rabshim and ben Elazar agree with the Tanakama? He says that is when it's edible. Aval, if what you did is kofes butla, let's say that you took all of this product and you turned it into a chair, you made it into a, into furniture, right? Fine. So if you did that, then it's butla. Now here's the diuk from the b'risa. The fact that he says that this is considered to be batel, that when you take this chametz product and turn it into furniture, and you say now it's batel, we're good to go, michlal that implies the tanakama lo The holds that it's not batel even if you make it into furniture. Alma, what does that imply? Kasavar, kol that the Tanakama holds that under all circumstances a kezayis is never batil. That is like the second Bryson. And therefore, Ribshim ben Elazar is like the first Bryson. Says the Gemara, Amarle that's a very nice answer. The problem is that you only dealt with one issue between the two Brysos. Amarle abaye, abaye taratta bekezayis. You answered how the two Brysos conflict in regards to having a kezayis or more. But what you neglected, pachos <laughs> mi kezayis, But these two brises that conflict, you did not explain to me how they navigate their differences in regards to less than a kazayas. And therefore, the Gemara goes to its third attempt. We tried to say that the first bryasas was wrong. We tried to say it's a machlokes tanayim. And one is like the tanakam, and one is like Roshim ben Elazar. Rejected. Here's answer number three. Ella really says the Gemara, 10 lines down, a quarter of the, of the way down, and says the Gemara, Ella. Ha ve ha, really, both of these are Reb ben Elazar Ha It depends where it's happening. Is it happening b'makom lisha? These cracks and the dried, the caked in dough is that happening where one brisa would reflect the answer to that question shaloba but another brisa is dealing with shaloba makomlisha where it's totally in another spot and therefore the halachos there would be different each brisa reflecting one of these sheitas amaravashi Low tema, don't make the error of saying that when we said mm-hmm. shaloba Lisha, that it means agaba de agna, that it's talking about an external place like the handle outside the pot, says the Gemara, ela asifsa de agna. It would apply even at the top of the of the pot, that would still be considered, quote, shaloba Lisha. That's still considered shaloba Lisha. How does that play out? Why? Says the Gemara, pshita. Uh, we know that the top of the pot is not Malcolm lisha. When you're kneading something and you have a pot that's eight inches tall, you need at the bottom. You're at the bottom. That's where you're pushing down on the dough. So why would you assume anything else? says Gemara one third of the way down. says Gemara, no. ma'udetema, you might have thought that zibnin da'ati fumati that since sometimes, as the bread's moving around, it will touch the top of the cleat, and that should be considered a Malcolm lisha, and then the halacha would change. Hamash Malan says the Gemara that that's not true, that we only consider the bottom of the inside of the pot to be a malcom lisha, the top of the pot, and obviously the handle of the pot are considered lovum malcom lisha. Amar Rav Nachman halacha ben Elazar. The halacha is that we hold like kirib shimen ben Elazar uh, in the b'risa above. This is not a question anymore about within within, like, how do we figure out our two b'races? But remember the b'races we saw about the furniture? That the Tanakama said that it's not considered b'atab even if you make comments into furniture. So here the Gemara says, Amar Rav, uh, Rav says that the halachas like Rav Shimei ben Elazar, that the furniture is considered b'atab. Amar uh, Aini says the Gemara, is that true? Rav Shimon ben Elazar would agree that it's considered, if I take uh, something that's uh, otherwise chametz and I harden it and I make it into a chair, So Rabbi Shimon al says that that's furniture, says the Gemara, not necessarily. The Amar of Yitzchak Barashi, Amar Rav, he says, hold on one second. How could Rav say that the halachah is like Ben-Alazar? Rav himself said the following, Im tach betit, if you have something that you're making into furniture and you coat it with clay, then, butla. then it becomes nullified. Only if you put a shellac on it, only if you cover it with something. But if you just leave it in its raw form, tach in, only if you if you put a coating on it would it be considered Batil. However, lo tach, but if you don't coat it with, uh, with clay or with some type of shellac, lo, then says Rav, or at least it's implied within the statement of Rav, then it would not be batel. So Rav, you yourself want to tell me that that if I take this piece of grain and I make it into a chair, that it's batel? You just told me it needs to be covered, otherwise not. Says the Gemara, you're absolutely right. Man masniha. You're right. These two things cannot have been said by the same people. It can't be that, ben Elazar, that the halacha is like Rav Shim ben Elazar, according to Rav, and that it has to be coded according to Rav. Something is wrong here, and the Gemara accepts that difference. there are some who say that this was framed a little bit differently. Instead of saying that the halacha is like um, like Rav bin ben Elazar, the Gemara reframes almost halfway down. Ika Amre, Amar Rav Nachman, Amar Rav. Why is Halacha not like Rabb ben Elazar? Because the Rab ben Bar Barashi Amar Rav im It can be. It can be that the Halacha is like Rabb Shimon ben Lazar, because at least Rav could not say that because Rav says that it needs a coding and that makes much more sense. This second version fits much better in the Gemara because this way Rav is not contradicting himself. Um, one last uh, case for the evening. Amar Rav Nachman. Amar Shmuel. You have two chatzai of uh, of Isser. The shall and there's dough connecting uh, connecting the two pieces. Rowan, how do we look at this? Rowin kol sheilu yinatel hachut v'nitlen imo. If I pick up one side and it drags the other side with it, so then of levayir. That's considered a shear. You're going to be obligated to be mivayir. That that's considered to be chametz of, that's of shear to be burned. But if it's less than that, if the string, if, if it's disconnected, or if the string is not going to be, um, if, the, if the string of dough is not going to pull one side to the other, then Omar Ula, Ula says in response to this, This is only true when the two of them are in a container together and they're attached by a string. is Ulla says, But if you have one on one half of the house on one side of the kitchen counter and another on the other side there, that's problematic. My timeout, what's the reason why that's true? If in the house, why in the house do you care? Two pieces of chametz, neither of them are a Kazayas. Why are we being mizdaref them together? So it says the Gemara, because zim, de, zim, uh, de, de kanish gabi adade. Sometimes kanish, from the word Kanishta, like a says, you're going to bring them together, kanish, you're going to bring them together, and then they will together be an appropriate of Isser and that's going to be problematic. The postgames speak about this in regards to Hilchos Nidam. Uh, there's a shail in the postgame. If a woman has a kesem on a, on a white garment, on a white sheet, and it's uh, collections of dam that are kesemim, external uh, stains of blood, are we mitzahreif those ksamim one to the next. If they're not touching, then we are not mitzahreif them. Um, but if they are touching, then we are. So we have to always ask this Shailan Halacha that when we're trying to reach a shear, are we mitzdarev parts, yes or no? So here, if I have a half a shear of Isser and a half a shear of Isser in my house, I'm afraid. And just think about cleaning up your house. When you sweep up, they're all going to go in the same dustpan. Now you have your shear all together. That's considered to be problematic. Amar Ula. Ula says, uh, In Eretz Yisrael, they ask the following question. Let's say that you have half in the Ba'is and half of the Mahu. Half is downstairs, half is upstairs. Would we consider that a concern? Or is that considered both in the kitchen? Is that remember they only had one room houses? They didn't. Our homes are luxuriously large compared to what they had back in the day. They had a one a large one room house. So their kitchen, their dining room, their den, and their bathroom well, not the bathroom, but everything else was mamish one location. So there we were very concerned. Well, what if you have one downstairs, one upstairs? Mahu ba'is a house in a separate room. Mahu what would be the den? I rent out my space to you. It's a room within the house. Would we say there that that's all? Also, choose the answers. The Gemara, Teiku. We don't know the answer to any of those questions, but we do know a general rule that if it's uh two pieces in a house, two pieces in a bias, we would be concerned about that. Tomorrow, Nadimir Tashem will pick up from Tana on two thirds of the way down. I'm Emhey. I'm a base. Have a beautiful night. Listen to you.